where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. As I mentioned a minute ago, today we are focusing on gratitude. The psalmist invites us into this practice, saying, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol with music and song. And that is the framing for what we are going to do today. Uh, We might think of this as sort of that mini retreat format that we have sometimes done. And so there's going to be these opportunities for song and some silence. And then we're going to welcome new members and we are going to be grateful for this community. Many of the religious traditions recognize this gratitude practice as both a virtue and something that we strive for. It is a discipline. It is not just a feeling. In the letter to Colossians, we hear, rooted and be built up in God. Be established in the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. One of the reasons it is important to cultivate this gratitude is that it puts us in right relationship. We recognize the things that we have been given. And it is humbling, in a way, to do this. Sometimes gratitude carries with it this sense of dependence, when we have to say thank you for another. And maybe we recognize that it is something we will never be able to repay. And so sometimes we resist it a little. Sometimes it's easier to repay something rather than to just say thank you for it. But once we overcome this discomfort, I think that we recognize that gratitude carries with it the power to create new communities. Sometimes I imagine this world where we all recognized our our interdependence and that rather than resisting it, we embraced it. It's the kind of world that Jesus talks about when he describes this kingdom of God. And it would be transformative, I think. But oddly enough, it was this idea of interdependence that led me to thinking about the idea of grief in this time. Francis Ward Weller writes, the work of the mature person is to carry grief in one hand and gratitude in the other and to be stretched large by them. How much sorrow can I hold? That's how much gratitude I can give. She goes on to say, grief keeps the heart fluid and soft, which is what makes compassion possible. 
I think of that quote as a guidepost for us today and maybe into this week. I know that many of us are carrying some grief. And so we often say to one another, it's okay to feel sad. And it is, but it isn't just okay, it's good and right to honor that. When we say that gratitude is a virtue, we mean that it should be cultivated as part of this wide human experience. We don't mean that it should be the thing that we try to use to overshadow all other things. And so we're making space to honor that today, to honor the griefs in this community. And we're also making some space to honor grief today out of recognition that we are on the brink of our holiday of Thanksgiving. And that many of us are looking forward to these big celebrations. I am. And while Thanksgiving is a national holiday, it doesn't voice the experience of everyone in our nation. As I hear our Native brothers and sisters talk, I hear more and more that sometimes Thanksgiving is a reminder of what was taken and a reminder of a relationship that continues to need healing. There is grief that needs to be honored. And as a community that is broad and diverse, it is right for us to make space for that grief as well. If that is your experience this week, we hold it with you. As we turn to a time of candlelighting, then, to think about expanding our grief and our gratitude, we'll begin with a time to um, honor the practice of confession, which is at its root, I think, a grief over not being perfect. We will move into a time to name the things that we know people are grieving now. And we will leave space for you to hold any individual griefs that you are holding. Let us turn to a time of honoring all that we are as humans. God who gives abundantly and asks only that we pay attention. Today we recognize that we have not always received with grace. We have missed opportunities to say thank you, and we have not always honored our interdependence. We light this candle as a sign of the forgiveness we know you have given and continue to give. And as we hold the complexity of gratitude and grief, we light a candle for those in our community 
and in our nation whose voices are not heard in the stories we tell. May we be committed to the work of healing and repair. For those in need of healing in body, mind, or spirit today, we light this candle. May they know God's strength and power. For those who are caregivers, we light this candle of grace. May they find Christ's love in the act of caring for another. And for those whose family relationships are not easy, we light this candle of love as we enter this busy season of family gatherings, may there be comfort in the midst of the sadness that comes with broken relationships. We lift up to any of the grief that you are holding and honor it with this light as well. We have on our altar this morning this chain of papers that was created last week by the children in children's worship, and they were eager uh, to share it with all of us. And I, I put it up here because it seemed to me to be a wonderful reminder of the way that gratitude companions grief. They work and walk together. In a time of silence, we leave some room for you to ponder the way that gratitude and grief is working in your life. 